Hey guys, uh, let me um, let's spend some time and digging a little bit into the word this morning uh, to encourage our spirits and our souls. Um, you know, there's a couple of different things that I uh, I have a mindset when when I come up here and um, and and try to teach you guys the best as I can. Um, the first is uh, I, I always have these things. It's like why is why is this important? What I'm going to talk about. You know, that's one. Um, you know, how am I describing God's character to you guys? Uh, secondly, thirdly, is to remind you for us to to become more like Jesus and not just appreciate Him or admire Him. Those are great. We need to, we need to put our faith into practice and become more like Him. Um, and then, how can I, uh, you know, give you guys some practicals and be able to motivate you with uh, what would be some of the blessings that you know if you put this in practice? What could be some of the consequences? You know. And so when I do a sermon, I have these five points in front of me because I want to make sure I address each one of these. You know, and this morning, I just think about, you know, you have a challenge of really listening to what the Holy Spirit wants to talk to you about. Because you've heard, you've heard some great things this morning. Uh, great sharing in the communion. You know, even the welcome, I mean, Lexus is, you know, just moving us. You know, you've, you're constantly hearing, it's like, you know, outside of our world, you know, we're, we're so much into a, you know, like in a bubble type thing. And, um, and, and your challenge this morning is to really bring it down to one or even just one really good thing that God, this is what I hear you saying to me today. And to be able to put that into practice and be inspired uh, in, 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 um, in practice. And, um, you know, um, I was thinking about, um, you know, uh, this topic that I want to talk to you about is called, uh, I entitled it, Jesus' Mindful Decisions. Jesus made a lot of mindful decisions. And um, uh, especially during the holidays, we need to be very mindful of some things, right? Uh, isn't it so easy to get so distracted? Uh, I find myself uh, that, you know, I, I can be an info junkie. You know, you wake up and you want to check on your phone and like you just start reading the news. Oh, what's my YouTube thing? You know, which, oh, how do the Lakers do? And oh, and is UCLA playing today? You know what I mean? You just start going all, you know, you know, you just start getting so distracted. That's the first, that's like you wake up and you, you start looking at your phone. You know, and, and we're just, we could become real info junkies. You know, we have to be making some mindful decisions like Jesus did. And we're going to look at an example of what he was like. And um, I was at a meeting last, um, last Saturday with um, uh, the, a lot of the, the, the elders, the shepherding group of the LA Church of Christ. And, um, you know, it just, it, you know, this is kind of like a, a lot of this is from that lesson. And then I've added some, uh, some of my own things in it. Um, but it, but you know, um, it really made me think about. There's two news that really stood out uh, that came from there, and um, the first they were talking about just how challenging the holidays is. Right? Are the holidays challenging? Yeah, uh, yeah they're very challenging. They're stressful, you know. And um, and you know what? They could really, we could have, um, you know, it, it's been a long year, and we could say it's the holidays now. We get to relax. You know, and, you know, and we can even have that too. We get to check out. Uh, you know, we can spend a long year, you know, and, and those become dangerous territories for those with addictive backgrounds, right? Like me. 
Those words, relax and check out, uh, numb out, um, though danger, danger, Will Rogers, Will Rogers, or something like that. Robbins and Saul, not Rogerson, my bad. I was, I was raised in Mexico, so don't worry about it like that. Okay, danger, Will Robinson, okay. Um, okay, you know, we used to say danger, peligro, Guillermo. That's William, okay. Uh, okay, you know, you, know, you, 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 you want to do all these plans, and, and, your, and your plans get thwarted. You know, and it's like, and it's just so discouraging, you know, and, um, and, and it's just very, there's a lot of temptations. And so we need to be able to go, uh, I want us to be able to go through the holidays making some mindful decisions for Jesus, you know, and we always got to remember that God is always working. Um, you know, there was some good news sharing and there's, you know, one of the blessings that I get is that I go and I literally like, you know, they have you know, the representatives of, you know, the LA church is about 5,500, maybe between five and 6,000 people. And I go there and I hear all of the good news, like the best of the good news of 6,000 disciples. I'm like, dang, I'm blessed. You know, I need, you can't just keep that to yourself. You got to be able to pass that on. You know, one of the brothers that oversees the Pepperdine University ministry, you know, um, that's, um, uh, you know, through all the fires. They haven't had baptisms. And if you know a little bit about Pepperdine University, that comes from, you know, it's, it could be a very religious, you know, people that n- don't, aren't necessarily seeing themselves as, they, how do I put it, uh, not necessarily disciples of Jesus, but be- more believing, but not making that connection yet. So it could be very challenging. And uh, they haven't had baptisms, but what happened at Pepperdine University is they all had to come in as a community. And, and they all had, a, you know, protecting the, the student body and so forth. And um, just, just people seeing the love. They had two baptisms at Pepperdine University. Because God used this fire, right, of in, in that bringing people together. You know, there's a couple that oversees the Middle East churches. And she's sharing. And, um, and she said, you know what, uh, it's been a long time. Um, you know, we, we had uh, a woman get baptized in Yemen. You know, and everybody's like, that's awesome, you know. And, and I literally, if I would have been drinking water, I probably would have spit it out, like the next thing that she said. And that's such great news because we've had two women that were studying the Bible and got killed for studying the Bible. Doesn't that put it in perspective? That's some serious stuff, man. You know, we and Mike gets up here and says, how have you been enriched with your speech and with your life? And how, and, and wait a minute, and I asked Amir, because I know some of the things he's gone through about, and just reflecting, he's telling me about, you know what, I feel so rich in God, even though I don't have much. You guys, you know, and you start got to start listening to the Holy Spirit of like, what is it trying to tell us? How is it trying to speak to you? And so, um, and so, you know, we, you know, the holidays are so challenging. And so, we're going to look at Matthew chapter twenty-seven, verse twenty-seven through thirty-five, um, because I think the question is, you know, one of the questions is, how are we doing spiritually during the holidays? Now, we kind of think, oh, you know, December holiday. No, actually, it already started, right? <laughs> uh, you know, the, the Thanksgiving and all that. But we really got to reflect on. On how are we doing spiritually and where's our focus? And um, we're going to look at, you know, so, and I, I particularly like this lesson, too, because, you know, when Jesus, we're going to look at the crucifixion of Jesus. This was actually a holiday time. This was Passover week for them. And, uh, and um, I was, uh, 
Uh, so I've been doing some, you know, some some research on and stuff. But uh, it's just, you know, it's just Passover. You think it's like, well, this is a perfect. This is holiday time, and and let's look at Jesus. The, some of the decisions that he made during the holiday as he was getting crucified. Now, if there's one thing that I kind of learned in, in the history of our working with so many different people, you can tell a lot about people how they enter in and how they exit out. You know, especially when you exit out, I'm always kind of looking like, oh, that's what you're really like. You know, don't, you know a lot of stuff gets revealed, doesn't it? When you're kind of ready to check out and move on and so forth, there's a lot of character. That's a lot, a lot of real stuff that comes out. You know, and, and um, you know, and we're going to look at this. This is like, this is Jesus on the cross, right? Nothing more difficult for him. And, um, and so let's look at Matthew chapter 27, verse 27 through 35. Matthew chapter 27, 27 through 35. It says, then, then the governor's soldiers took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole company of soldiers around him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him and then twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on his head. They put a staff in his right hand and knelt in front of him and mocked him. Hail, king of the Jews, they said. They spit on him and took the staff and struck him on the head again and again. After they had mocked him, they took off the robe and put his clothes on him. Then they led him away to crucify him. As they were going out, they made a man from Cyrene named Simon, and they forced him to carry the cross. They came to a place called Golgotha, which means the place of the school. There they offered Jesus wine to drink mixed with gall, but after tasting it, he refused to drink it. When they had crucified him, they divided up his clothes by casting lots. Intense, intense what's going on here, right? Um, I mean, can you imagine us, you know, taking somebody now and we're all just going to start kicking them and having a good time, laughing it away, say, ha ha, that's funny. Can you tell us who kicked you? Since we, you know, we're all kicking him, tell us. You, you, prophesy. You know everything. You know what's going on. And we're all just laughing, mocking the person. That's what was going on. You know, and, and they put this, this crown of thorns on him. I know sometimes I kind of hit my head. I'm like, oh, that's painful. You know, I'm like, wait a minute. They put a crown of thorns on him and started beating him with it. Can you imagine the pain and the blood? Can you imagine the bruises? You know, and... And, and, and where's the, we haven't even talked about the whipping. We haven't talked about how that whip had metal balls and sharp, you know, sharp things in it. And they just lashed him. You know, and I think Satan's done a, quite a number on, on, on this world to, to be able to look at the cross and think, it's like, oh, what a really nice white guy with a little bit of blood. He looked like a really nice guy. And it's like, that is not at all. And then he's done a really good number because then people start saying, well, Jesus wasn't white. He was black. Or he was this color. Uh, no, he was red. He was bleeding all over. You know, and, and Shane just mess, has messed this world up to not really look at what's happening. You know, and, um, you know, and in verse 34, 
It says that they offered Jesus wine to drink mixed with gall, but after tasting it, he refused to drink it. Jesus made a mindful decision to not drink this. Why is the question. Why did he not take it? And so, you know, um, and so what is gall? And in the Mark, and in the book of Mark, it talks about myrrh. And um, Dr. Jerry Sugarman was doing this lesson, and he's a dentist, you know, and he was doing some research, and, um, and he was sharing about, like, it's like, what exactly is that? You know, what is gall? And so he's like, okay, let me look at the chemical compounds, and let me see what it is. And uh, he found two things, and he found some things, and he said that, uh, first of all, gall was, uh, it was made out of a plant that's, uh, that's a poisonous plant. And uh, they extract the amino acids out of it and put it in the drink. Uh, myrrh apparently is something very sweet, something that smells very, uh, very nice. Like you know, where they put, they, they said that they would give people myrrh so that after they die, the body doesn't smell as much. Um, and you know, and then they mixed it with wine, you know. And so he looked at the compounds. He looked at this plant, and it's it was called the uh, uh, the poisonous hemlock is the name of the plant, and that's what they used. And so what he did was he 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 looked. He broke it. He broke it down, and lo and behold, he's got those chemicals in his office. And uh, you know, he he kind of puts a little bit together. He said, "Okay, is this one?" And he put this thing, and and it was just like a little drop, you know. And he so he says, he says, "Do we have any volunteers to take this?" You know, and you're like thinking, "No, not after what you said," you know, and so forth, you know, and, and so. So one, one brother raised his hand, you know, you know, just a little dip thing. Around. And so he goes, he, he dipped it, and, uh, and he asked him, you know, just a little thing. And he said, uh, he says, what, what does it taste like? Tell him. And he says, it tastes like um, candy cane with uh, Novocaine. And, um, and he says, you know, and, and that's, he goes, that's what we use to numb people out. And, and so he's making a reference that can you imagine drinking a whole cup full of this stuff? How you would check out and numb out with the poisonous substance in, in there to just kind of maybe just sleep it off and then you don't, you're disconnected from what's going on. And Jesus tastes and he says, you know, he refused to drink it. He refused to numb out. He refused to check out of what was really going on, spiritually speaking. You know, and, um, and, and then he was talking about how when he was, uh, when he was a teenager, uh, they had, you, you, you've seen those videos where they, um, they uh, uh, you know, they do extractions, right? And you're videotaping because they do, you know, you tell them there's a zombie there and like, you know, they believe it and stuff, you know, because they're so out of it. And he was saying that um, after he had his tooth extraction, you know, the, 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 uh, the assistant said they kept apologizing to him. And he didn't understand why. He was like, I don't know why. They, you know, he was, kind of, he was really out of it. And it turned out that what happened was that when they were kind of leading him out of the office, they went looking and he slammed into the, <laughs> into the wall. So, he's, you know, it's like that. But he says, I couldn't feel anything. I didn't, you know, I didn't know what was going on. And so this stuff is just meant to put you into a stupor. You know, and, um, and, you know, and, the, and all this stuff just produces that. You know, it's uh, stupor means no near in consciousness or insensibility. It's a total numbing out. And so, you know, isn't that the temptations of the holidays? To check out, to numb out, 
to not care. That's another way of putting it. To just be focused on yourself. To just be focused on the commercialization of the holidays. You know, it's very easy to be what's called a consumer Christian. Just come here, take the you consumer it, you know what I mean, but not put it into practice. It's very easy to be called a vampire Christian. You guys know what a vampire Christian is? They just want a little bit of the blood. You know, and then they go on and move their own, you know, they live their own lives that way. And, um, and one of the brothers was responding. He says, you know, when we talk about mindfulness, you know, uh, he says one of the brothers, he says from India, he says, you know, the way that you guys practice mindfulness is very different than what you probably when we practice out here in the East. And so, um, you know, you kind of like, they, they actually use your mindfulness. You, you actually are hearing that in the corporate world now, you know, and it's to, I'm not exactly sure what it is or how, you know, but, but it's kind of meant to like where you're at and being mindful, right? And even being able to produce better workers probably, you know, or more satisfied and stuff. And, uh, and it says, wow, that is so different than when we use it. We use it to connect with the poor and those that are hurting and to make us be more compassionate of what people are going through. You know, and so we, you know, and so Jesus makes some deliberate decisions to stay sober, to be of right mind spiritually. Isn't that our challenge? You know, and so I want us to be able to to reflect that, you know what, when we take shortcuts, we devalue the process. Isn't that what sin does? You know, I, I know the times that are most uh, uh, tem- um, uh, temptations for me is when I'm feeling a lot. You know, I grew up in a household where we really didn't express feelings. You know, and like, I remember the first time I expressed love after I became a disciple of Jesus, right? I remember sitting at the, the, the dining room table and I'm telling my parents that I love them. And they thought, oh my God, he's going to kill himself. Because that's the only time you ever express on your way out. You know, and, and you don't, you know, and you can't express anger or disappointment. That's reserved for the adults. Or, you know, or no, don't, see, they, we don't know what to, they don't know what to do with these emotions, you know. And so for me, when, when I'm feeling a lot, one, it takes me a while to kind of process because I'm all get all tangled up in my heart, you know. And, um, and so can anybody relate? You know, and, and then I don't know what's going on. And so what happens then is like, you know what? I can't handle it. I want to change what I'm feeling. So therefore, you go into what your sin is, your comfort. And now you just delay the whole, you devalue the whole process. No, God wants you to process all that stuff. He wants you to connect. The opposite of addiction is connection. Okay? It's like we have to learn how to connect with one another. You know, and be open and be honest and be real and genuine. That's 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 it. You know, being being like that. You know, um, and so you know we can really just uh, numb out in Psalm one fifty one one eleven verses one through five. Psalm uh, one eleven verses one through five. Um, it says there, praise the Lord. I will exalt. The Lord with all my heart in the counsel of the upright in the assembly. Great are the works of the Lord. They are, they, uh, they are pondered by all who delight in them. Verse 3. Uh, glorious and majestic are his deeds and his righteousness endures forever. 
Uh, he has caused his wonders to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and compassionate. Psalm 111, verse 5, it says he provides food for those who fear him. He remembers his covenant forever. Guys, we need to remember our covenant forever, all the time. We need to remember the covenant, be mindful of it, being mindful that we said Jesus is Lord. Be mindful that those who are faithful to him, he will be faithful to them. You know, and, and the thing that I really want us to do this, uh, this, uh, this December in general, but especially during this holiday time, is, you know what, I really want you to anticipate that you will grow spiritually in December. That, you know what, that you're going to use this time for every day to get close to God. For every day, you know what, I'm not going to start with the news. I'm just going to start, let me look at what's the verse of the day in my Bible app. Just to kind of get going, you know. It's going to be a one-minute, two-minute thing, and then you can get up, do your thing, and then go have, you know, spend more quality time. You know, but I want you to really anticipate, I want to grow. I'm going to draw near and make that decision. You know, I really want us in December to remember the poor. You know, I think part of what was so inspirational about this lesson that um, Dr. Sugarman did was like, you know what? He said, what, I, what, what my family is doing in December is that we're going to the Philippines. And we're going to serve. And I'm taking some uh, dental supplies. And we're going to have this clinic day. And my, my sons are going, their families. And I'm going to be the dentist. And my, and my grandchildren are going to be my assistants. And I'm thinking, that's so inspirational. Three generations. I mean, can you imagine the day you can say that? Where your, your grandchildren are your assistants on the field in serving the poor? You don't have to go to the Philippines. There's a lot around here. But just being, you know, being that's like, man, that is so inspirational. That is so mindful. And I want us to be able to make those types of decisions. You know, I was sharing at midweek that, you know, as I was thinking about what is it, how, um, where are we at as a ministry? Because I was out praying for everybody. I was at Wilderness Park. And uh, we, we came, I came to this open space. And I thought, you know, this is the vision of kind of like where we're at, where I think in the ministry is. You know, uh, we've been having a whole lot of meetings and a lot of things are in the works, you know. And, um, and, and we're, we're this caravan, we're going, and we've reached this plateau where we can camp out for a bit because there's, 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 there are some people looking up ahead as to which way we're going to go as a whole. And there's, you know, it's important and know that there's doing that, but it's going to take some time. So why don't we round up the camp and have a great time of fellowship? Let's spend some time with one another. Let's stay up late having those great spiritual talks. Let's go to the movies together. Okay, you know, let's, let's, let's you know, who, who, have, who, who have you been wanting to spend time with you just really haven't? Who have you seen in this fellowship that's like, you know what, I'd like to, you know, connect with them. Who haven't you seen in a while, I, you know, in, being, in remembering them? You know, but just to be able to, to, um, to just to have great fellowship. You know, there's a lot, of, you know, there's... Um, I was, uh, my original plan, I, I feel like I had a whole bunch of uh, spiritual lessons this week from God. Uh, but one of them was, you know, my original plan, I was talking to this lady uh, for three weeks, okay, because and, and, the, the original plan was to go to a movie theater in Downey. Okay, so I'm talking to the lady, we're going back and forth for three weeks, right? And then Thursday morning or Wednesday evening, one of those things, right, 
she tells me it's not going to work out. And I'm thinking, you're not gonna, it's not going to work out. <laughs> like, we've been going back and forth three weeks. You know, I'm telling you, I said yes to your fees. I'm like, you know, and I'm just like, I'm struggling. Right? I'm just struggling, you know. And, and um, <clears throat> you know, after about four or five hours, I was like, man, I better do something, <laughs> you know. Because I thought you can just plan, make different plans and so forth. I was like, okay, you know, I called up the Harkins Theater, bam, 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 got it all done. You know, the next day, hey, I need to make sure I got to, you know, we got to know by this Sunday, you know, so forth. Sign the agreement. It was done really, it turned out, it's like bigger, better. We get a podium and a mic. I'm not thinking, okay, you know, like sometimes we get so caught up with, it didn't work out the way that I wanted it to. And God said, no, I got something better. I got something better for you guys. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like, and I think this is, I think this is where we're going. No, it's not going the way that I want to. No, I think God's got something better for us. He's a good father. He is awesome. He knows how to take care of his children. He does. And the amazing thing for me is he's so gentle about it. You know, and I love how he treats us as a father. And so, um, guys, let's be making some mindful decisions to grow. I'm going to have Amir come up here and just share about uh, making mindful decisions about, about focusing on true riches. He'll share for about five minutes, and then I'll go ahead and say a word of prayer, and we'll be dismissed. Amen. You guys encouraged so far? Amen. Cool. Let's go, go ahead, Amir. Isn't that so encouraging? All right, guys, let's go ahead and pray, and then after our prayer, we'll be dismissed. Okay, let's pray. Um, Heavenly Father, we uh, thank you, God, so much for being here, being with us, God. Um, Father, you, you are so close to us, God, that you're inside of us, God. And I just want to say thank you, God. Um, Father, um, God, we love your word. We love Jesus. Um, Father, uh, God, help us to become more like Jesus, God. Help us to... To, Father, in the heat of the battle, Father, to refuse to give in to sin, God. Father, that God, that when Jesus was feeling a lot, Father, he went to the Garden of Gethsemane to pray to you. He, Father, he, he took some friends to try to connect with them. Father, and, and God, help us, God, just to, to live out, Father, our faith, God, by loving you, Father, just the way that Jesus loved you, Father. It's the way that Father Jesus really loved God, the people of, of this world, God, the sacrifice, the decisions, God, that he made. Father, help us to make mindful decisions to grow this month, God, spiritually, God. Help us to see things, God, that we've never seen in your word before, God. Inspire us, God, early morning, God. Inspiring us, Father, at night, God, in our sleep. Speak to us, Lord. Father, I pray, Father, for those that are hurting, Father, for those that are wandering, Father, that those that, God, that are going through such challenging times right now that they couldn't make it here this morning. Father, help us to be mindful of them. Father, help us to be very hospitable to them. Help us to open up our homes and our hearts and our lives with them. Father, help us to remember all of our brothers and sisters, God. And Father, please be with everyone. Please be with our whole uh, LA Church and the region, God. We just want to be the light, Father, of this world that you've called us to be. And uh, Father, we want to see, Father, many people be saved and have an amazing relationship, God, with you that you've allowed us to have with you, God. We love you. We adore you, God. And we follow you, God. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, guys. You guys are dismissed. Thanks.